Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us today as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of podcast. This is day 1028 of our trek and time for our Philosophy Friday series. Each Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. As we continue on this trek that we call life, sometimes we have questions about life. So our Friday's trek is a time where we can ask Gramps. Gramps will answer our questions that you would like to ask your dad or granddad, but for whatever reason, this is not possible. No matter how old we are, I know that all of us would like the opportunity to ask dad or Gramps questions about many areas of life. Understanding ourselves better and how others may interpret life through their paradigm will allow us to interact with each other with more love and compassion. This can be achieved by utilizing a profound tool called the Enneagram. The tool that we refer to as the Enneagram is a circle with nine interconnected points. Ennea refers to nine and Gram refers to a drawing. Check out today's or a prior week's wisdom journal for a representation of it. I have also included in today's wisdom journal a copy of the Enneagram at a Glance, which was compiled by Suzanne H. Eller. If you'd like a PDF copy of it, click on the link in today's Wisdom Journal located on our website at wisdom-trek.com. For additional insight, I do recommend the book, The Road Back to You, written by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stabil. It is an excellent book about the Enneagram journey to self-discovery from a Christian perspective. We have concluded our deep dive into the nine personality types, which are the reformer, the helper, the achiever, the individualist, the investigator, the loyalist, the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. Six weeks ago, we began a series of episodes about the type combinations. What are the potential relationship benefits and issues with each combination? Covering all of the 45 different potential type combinations will take us several weeks, but will be extremely valuable in understanding each other, regardless of what type you are and what type those are that you interact with each day. Since we are exploring the Enneagram in detail, I would also recommend reading the Wisdom Journal each Friday and see the diagrams presented each week. As helpful as the Enneagram is, though, keep in mind it is only a tool and cannot replace nor usurp the precepts that are found in God's Word. We are responsible for all the decisions and actions that we make in life, and they must be in harmony with God's precepts. So our question for the next several weeks will be, Hey, Gramps! Why do people act or react to situations and circumstances in life so differently? How can I gain wisdom to better understand myself and others so that I can love, serve, and minister to them on a deeper level? So let's dive into today, the Enneagram Type Combinations. First, we'll look at the Enneagram Type 3, the Achiever, with the Enneagram Type 4, the Individualist. What each type brings to the relationship. These two types can form something of a complementary relationship, with each bringing important qualities to the relationship that the other one generally lacks. Enneagram 4s can teach 3s how to talk about themselves on a deeper level and help acknowledge and process their feelings. They can also bring 3s more sensitivity, a feeling for the beauty and the non-practical but fulfilling aspects of life. 
finding the three's heart desire is an extremely important area of self-awareness in which the fours can play a helpful role to the threes. Fours can bring a sense of style and presentation, rich communications, and a sense of refinement. Threes model many of the qualities that the four would like to develop in themselves, and the threes are well suited for helping fours gain new skills. Threes can bring a good deal of tact and diplomacy in handling fours' emotional reactions, and their sometimes too sensitive feelings and self-doubts. Knowing what to say and when to say it, and not what to say, to the force can be crucial for building trust in a relationship and avoiding inadvertent episodes when either's feel humiliated or embarrassed. Threes can bring a sense of hope and ambition to the relationship, also practical goal setting, coaching, and behavioral management techniques that will help force get out of a slump or a period of low energy. Threes can coach four on how to get on with practical matters and act professionally despite the shifts in their feelings and self-doubts. Since both types are driven by often unconscious feelings and reactions, this can be an intense and passionate coupling. Both are aware of image issues and about how others perceive them, and so this couple will be noteworthy for its energy, flair, sense of style, and enjoyment of the finer things of life. They may both feel connected with the other that goes beyond words or reason into a realm as if they had known each other in a previous existing or that the other is some kind of soulmate. But what are some of the potential trouble spots and issues between an Enneagram Type 3 and an Enneagram Type 4? Both 3s and 4s have issues with self-esteem and with needing attention and validation from others. Both suffer from questions about their own identity and have hidden feelings of shame and worthlessness. These two types may secretly compare themselves with the other and have more or less openly competitive tendencies. Much will depend on how narcissistically wounded each person is, and therefore how much they are willing to vie for approval, attention, and recognition. Both threes and fours need attention and to feel appreciated, although threes will be more able to openly seek these things. Fours can feel overshadowed and shut out by the limelight by the more energetic three. This can trigger feelings in the fours of being defective or deficient, which threes may actually play on. Threes will tend to give less attention than the fours in the relationship itself, although both will see each other as essential for their welfare. Fours will typically want far more emotional involvement and intimacy than the threes are comfortable with, or even capable of providing. A related problem is that neither of them sees the other as they are. Both see the other through the projection of what they need and expect the other to be. Fours may see threes as rescuers, as an embodiment of everything they lack, where threes may see fours as exotic, mysteriously sexual, or artistic trophies that enhances their desirability. Both types, however, can get into hostile rages if their emotional needs are not fulfilled. Perhaps worse for this pairing is that they inadvertently keep reminding each other of their own particular brand of self-concealment and phoniness, and this can be a constant source of irritation to the other. They can become snippy and sarcastic, gossiping and complaining about the shortcoming of the others to their own friends. Both can also covert and indirect about sabotaging the other out of revenge if the relationship should end. Once the respect and admiration that they have for each other ends, dismissiveness, contempt, and undermining begins, and the relationship itself is surely about to end. Next, let's look at Enneagram Type 3, The Achiever, compared with the Enneagram Type 5, the Investigator. What each type brings to the relationship. This is a frequently seen combination, although one that might not be expected. 
Enneagram fives often give threes depth, new areas of expertise and credibility, while sparking creativity. Threes give five confidence, presentation skills, and the awareness of the importance of communicating effectively with others. Both threes and fives are primarily focused on their work and on objective issues and concerns. Both types are preoccupied with competency and effectiveness, especially in their professional areas, and this is where they support each other in an outstanding way. Although both have deep feelings, both tend not to focus on them for the sake of getting on with their work. They tend to understand each other's needs for a balanced closeness with their need for personal space. They do not crowd each other. Threes contribute social skills, the ability to communicate and to sell ideas and projects, to charm, to have energy, and a strong sense of practicality in the relationship. They can often see what is needed in a relationship or in the world to help to marshal the five skills toward that goal. Fives bring a depth of understanding, expertise in one or more areas, perseverance with details until their goals are accomplished. They bring an objective dispansion and a lack of attachment to outcomes. This can be a brilliant couple, sharp, successful, deeply competent, and well-respected. They are attractive. Threes can be a trophy for fives who are usually less concerned with appearances. Fives, on the other hand, can also be a trophy for threes who are proud of the fives' expertise and who are glad to learn from them whenever they can. Both regard each other as a catch who enhances their own self-esteem and social standing. Their deep, often unspoken, feelings for each other frequently deepen even more over time, gradually allowing this couple to discover not just passion, but quiet affection and pride for each other. But what are some of the potential trouble spots or issues for an Enneagram Type 3 with an Enneagram Type 5? This couple's emphasis on work and competency can also lead them into conflicts and tension with each other. A great deal of their self-esteem is also derived from their work and how it is regarded by others. Threes and fives can get into more or less open contentiousness over who was the original source of ideas and work. There can be elements in comparing one's work and contributions, claims about who is responsible for which ideas or breakthroughs, and other forms of competitiveness coming not only from the threes but also from the fives. Threes also tend to want to get on with the project or whatever they feel needs to be done, while fives tend to take a long time fine-tuning and tinkering until they feel they are adequately complete. Conflicts can erupt over the use of time, resources, and priorities as the more practical-minded threes become increasingly impatient with the fives' lengthy preparation but lack of action. Fives may also begin to lose respect for the ethical standards of threes, who they feel are ready to cut corners and exaggerate claims in order to accomplish goals or to stay ahead professionally. Both types also tend not to speak directly of their feelings or misgivings about the relationship until it is too late. They tend to both be sarcastic and hostile and can be icy and distant from each other. Fives can be too blunt and argumentative for threes who can retaliate with sarcastic zingers and put-downs while pretending not to be hostile or irritated. Both types can be arrogant and impatient with each other, and as a couple, they begin to find little that they admire with each other. Threes can seem shallow and dishonest to fives, while fives can seem weird and repulsive to threes. Turning a negative situation around will depend on how much each needs the other, as well as the depth and the breadth of their shared values, such as children and spiritual beliefs. If these are few, it will be difficult to salvage a relationship once their connection has been broken, since both types tend to be suspicious and cynical about other people. 
Now let's move on to the next grouping, which is the Enneagram Type 3, the Achiever, with the Enneagram Type 6, the Loyalist. What each type brings to the relationship. Surprisingly, this is not a common pairing, although these two types can work very well as a team. On the positive side, threes bring hard work, optimism, energy, and the desire to communicate to and connect with people, and a feeling of unlimited potential both personally and in the relationship itself. Threes can bring an enormous sense of self-confidence and the hope of success that is assured that this relationship is a winning team or that the couple is the best ever. Common goals can bring them together. They are both practical types and want to achieve tangible things in the world. Sixes bring grounding, industrious hard work, perseverance in difficult times, and personal loyalty to the three. Sixes provide warmth, support, and a great deal of practical good sense. Sixes can also bring compassion for the downtrodden or the less fortunate in life. Threes can pick up on this compassionate quality of the sixes and learn to open their hearts more deeply to the underprivileged and unfortunate. Both believe in applying elbow grease toward goals, whether toward financial security or developing personal talents. In short, they are both doers. They foster equality and mutual respect for the different talents of each other and the shared interests that they invest in. Threes help to bolster the sixes' confidence and develop their self-esteem. Sixes offer support to the three without threes feeling smothered. Sixes also help the threes to become part of something bigger than themselves, whether it's in a church, a service organization, a political or spiritual group. Both become stronger individually and as a team by finding themselves through service and humble hard work. Respect for each other can grow as each continues to discover the other's good qualities. This can be a very enduring and successful couple, as long as heart-centered values and deeper principles keep them both grounded. But what are some of the potential trouble spots between an Enneagram Type 3 and an Enneagram Type 6? Ultimately, each has what the other needs, but unless their relationship is healthy and well-stabilized, they can tend to bring out the worst characteristics in themselves and in each other. These two types have similar negative qualities in common. Both can be competitive and workaholics. Both are looking externally for reassurance to make up for the secret inferiority feelings and insecurities. And both of these types want to be socially accepted. Both can be conformists of various kinds, doing what is expected of them, and both avoid looking into their deeper feelings or discussing their emotions. Both sixes and threes have feelings, but they tend to put them aside in order to get the job done, whatever it is. The different coping styles can get on each other's nerves by reminding them of their own weak spots. Three seem to be inflated and grandiose to the sixes. Sixes seem to be nervous and reactive loose cannons to the threes. Sixes err on the side of caution. Threes on the side of too much ambition. At their worst, both can become dishonest, evasive, and covert about their own actions and feelings. They can deteriorate into a relationship of robotic functioning in which their real feelings are not discussed and both develop social lives away from the others. Threes will try to keep up appearances as they are often embarrassed by the sixes, either intentionally or inadvertently, revealing that the pair is in trouble. Eventually, there is a quiet, deadening of the real enthusiasm or interest from both in the other. Instead of healthy skepticism and questioning of the six, or the playful teasing and challenging competitiveness of the three, both sides present an increasingly bland mask of normalcy to themselves and to the world until something comes along to expose the situation. 
That covers the seventh group of threes for a total of 21 out of 45 possible type combinations. We will continue each week to look at three additional combinations as we work our way through all the numbers. Regardless of your personality type and the personality type of those whom you interact with, either in person or online, we must follow God's word as we are told in John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. And also in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Join us again next Friday as we explore further the Enneagram on our Ask Gramps episode. We will continue to explore type combinations and how best to maintain meaningful and productive relationships with each other. The information that we will discover will allow us to unlock who we are as we travel on this trek of life and discover more about ourselves and others as we impact God's kingdom. I know that you'll find these insights interesting, practical, and profitable in living a rich and satisfying life. Our next trek will be Meditation Monday, where we will help you to reflect on what is most important in life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek creating a legacy. If you'd like to listen to in the past 1,027 daily treks or read the associated journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Trek on your favorite podcast player so that each day will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.